Now today we have one of my very favorite healing stories from the Gospels. It's one of my favorites because it's so incredibly simple. Jesus sees a woman who'd been crippled, bent over, unable to stand up straight for 18 years. And it's worthy to note that nowhere in the story does the precise nature of the ailment come to light. It might have been some form of osteoporosis, perhaps, or, or even a work-related injury. The story doesn't say. And we, and we don't have another version of this, not, not an exact version of this story, from one of the other Gospels to compare it to. And, and it's strange. Dr. Luke, and we, we sometimes forget that Luke is a Syrian-born physician, at least by tradition we believe that. Luke, the author of this Gospel, oftentimes will go in-depth into the nature of an illness that Jesus is healing and the ways that Jesus heals them. Here, he doesn't even bother with that. He simply says that she has a spiritual problem, a spiritual ailment, a spirit that has been oppressing her for years and years and causing her to become ill, to be bent over, and that Jesus simply touches her and speaks to her, and she stands up straight and is healed. It says that she is crippled, held captive, enslaved by a spirit. Now the language here about her condition and about Jesus' healing of her strongly implies her being somehow bound, bound spiritually, bound physically bound, emotionally. The language is one of enslavement and being freed from it. She's been enslaved by a spirit, by this spiritual condition, bound, hunched over, pressed down. And Jesus heals her simply by laying hands on her and telling her that she's free. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. The Greek word luo, meaning loosed or freed, is used here. And she's freed, literally freed from her ailment, loosed from her ailment, released from her ailment, delivered from her ailment. She's been hunched over, bent over, incapable of standing up straight, but in a simple act of laying on hands, she's set free from this entrapment. The language here is really striking, not just about healing, but about releasing. Not just about curing or forgiving, which Jesus does in many of his healings, but by releasing, loosing of bonds, of entrapment that bind and weigh down, chain up, restrict. All of this language, these wordings that is used here, including Jesus' own word, you are freed from your ailment. This language here is clear. 
It's speaking about the entrapping, enslaving, oppressing nature of this spiritual illness that she has. It articulates it as the form of a demon or an evil spirit. And, and we see how that's manifested in her life, in her being. The illness isn't just a physical one. It's emotional. It's related to depression and anxiety too. It is deeply destructive physically results from spiritual oppression. You know what? Unending work can do that to you. Work that doesn't cease can do that to you. The pressures of work and life can do that to you. Work outside the home, work inside the home, dealing with people can do that to you. Can weigh us down, can bend us over, oppress us, enslave us, and leave us no place to run or hide. No way to get away. That's the kind of situation this woman appears to have faced for 18 long years. And it's one way of understanding the spiritual component of her ailment. It's one that many of us know all too well, the unrelenting grind of work. Now let's play amateur therapist here for just a few minutes. Way back in the 1990s, when I was in my first few years of ministry, I had a nightmare. One Sunday after church, I left the sanctuary and I went back to my office in my nightmare and I started to take off my my vestments, my stole, and my alb, and my clerical collar, and underneath all of that I found another stole, and another robe, and a, another clerical collar. So I took off that set of vestments, this stole, and this robe, and this cleric, and I found yet another layer of vestments, another stole, another robe, another clerical collar, and so layer after layer after layer after layer, I was taking off my vestments again and again and again, thrashing around, trying to get down through the layer of vestments to me, and there was no me there when I was done. And I woke up in a panic sweat. Yes, I was tangled up in my sheets and blankets and sweating like crazy in fear. That there was no me underneath the layers and layers of robes. There was no me left, just Pastor Greg. And that was terrifying. I had been over nine months that year, nonstop, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, Bible studies, research, pastoral care visits, funerals, weddings, Emmaus walks, getting ready for Emmaus walks, which is a ton of work, all of the various trappings of, of ministry and work in the life of the church, Sunday school class parties, disciple Bible studies, counseling sessions, grief counseling, marriage counseling, all of the various elements of ministry and work, week after week, month after month, nine months, the length of time it takes to gestate a baby, I worked nonstop. And I wasn't taking off Sundays either. I was a very bad boy. 
as I felt arrogantly that the church couldn't do without me. I was very wrong. And I was reaching the point of burnout without having taken not just no vacation, but no Sabbath days at all. The grind of work was beginning to oppress me, weigh me down, metaphorically bend me over to the point that I was becoming ineffective in ministry. I had to take time. I had to step back from it. I had to take the time off that I needed to take to get myself back to a spiritual point of healthiness, emotional, spiritual, relational, and physical health. Spiritual and emotional oppression can weigh you down physically and wear you out. And I can't help but say that that's part of what we're seeing here in this story today about this woman. 18 years worth of ailment, 18 years of being weighed down by this spiritual oppression, unending labor and work will do that to you. Which then highlights the even more amazing reality that here she is on the Sabbath day and Jesus sees her and reaches out and touches her and says you are freed on the Sabbath day. The day of rest. Shabbat in Hebrew means rest. It means rest. True, complete, total, physical, emotional, and spiritual rest. In the creation account, the first creation account, God creates the, the, the universe in six days. And on the seventh day, God rests. We are called to work six days and rest spiritually, physically, emotionally. Rest one day out of seven at least. For spiritual, emotional, and physical health, that's critical but so often we don't do that, do we? In the synagogue, the synagogue leader chastises Jesus for doing work on the Sabbath day. And at first, it sounds like you know, a reasonable say. Come back on the other days of the week and you can be healed then. But on the Sabbath day, don't come to be healed. Don't come to work. And yet, Jesus says, what a more fitting time to, experiencing, to experience the, the freeing reality of God's grace. The freeing, amazing reality of God's unmerited, unearned, unlimited love and favor. Then on the Sabbath day, the day of rest, to be healed. Especially healed of this kind of spiritual oppression, an oppression that is both emotional, physical, relational, spiritual, that weighs you down so heavily. There is a connection between the nature of her ailment, ailment and her healing on the Sabbath day. She's freed. She's delivered. And God offers us 
that same reality for our lives. A healing touch. A delivering touch from those things that shackle us down, that weigh us down, that bend us over, that make it difficult for us to relate to others. Ever tried to talk to anyone when you're stooped over? Pastor church many years ago where there was a little old gentleman and he could only walk around in tiny little steps and he had a cane and I noticed how short the cane was I couldn't figure out why it was so short until I saw him stand up and then the only way he could do it was like this because well his back wouldn't go up straight and he walked this way and he shook this way and I remember him telling me when I was trying to talk to him and he's just standing there he says preacher let me, let me sit down so we can talk face to face Yes, relational, spiritual, emotional, depressing in its cruelty is the viciousness of what she is encountering. Exhausting, with no rest in and of itself. That kind of pain, that kind of oppression, spiritual and emotional, doesn't end. And it has physical impacts. Do we take time for Sabbath rest? Be truthful with yourself for just a moment. Do you take the time that you know you need for Sabbath rest? Do you set apart the time you need to be quiet, to be restful, to listen to God's voice in your head and read it in Scripture and hear it in songs of praise and in the words of a dear friend? Do you take the time to be spiritually restful? Or like me, do you so frequently find yourself running around? And on your Sabbath day, you're doing chores, cleaning floors. Do you take the time to find Shabbat? True rest. If you don't, I want to encourage you to carve out at least a part of some time of a day, if not the whole day, at least part of a day. And begin small and just take the time to sit and do nothing. Well, Greg, my mind goes crazy. It goes racing. I'm constantly... No. Yes, I know that experience. It happens to me all the time. The instant you stop moving and you start trying to be quiet and look inwardly, you find yourself going racing because you've got so much to do. Take a deep breath. There are meditative skills that you can adopt to help you to center yourself, to listen and to be quiet, to wipe out of your mind and your thoughts the struggles and the concerns that are weighing you down and just take some Sabbath time to be quiet and alone with yourself, with loved ones, and with God. I encourage you to find Sabbath time in your life. It doesn't have to be a specific day. Find Sabbath time in your life for spiritual and emotional and physical health.
and allow Jesus to touch you and to free you from whatever it may be that is weighing you down, binding you up, holding you captive, not letting you go. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I pray for each person hearing this today. Send to them your Holy Spirit to bring Sabbath rest, a time of Shabbat, of Sabbath rest with themselves and with loved ones and friends and with God, a time to be still and know that God is with them.